Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Kyle Floyd. Kyle, are you ready to do this? I'm excited. Let's uh, let's do it, George. I like it. Let's 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 go. Kyle is the founder and CEO of Vox Royalty. They're a high growth precious metals royalty and streaming company. Kyle, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, I'm really a, a serial entrepreneur and excited about uh, unlocking value uh, and solving problems. And so it's uh, when you when you look at the world as a, a problem to solve, it's I guess both a, a blessing and a curse in, in some respects. And uh, and then I like to put businesses around the problems uh, that I see and, and the passions that I have as well. So I've uh, I've started companies in uh, the financial industry. I've started uh, companies in uh, consumer products and uh, also the fitness industry. So it's um, you know it's it's a lot of fun being an entrepreneur. Uh, it also comes with you know let's call it the the twenty four hour a day burden as well. Um, but you know what? It's what uh, it's what I'm passionate about, and it's uh, it's what I enjoy. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Awesome, I appreciate that. So, the financial industry, consumer products, fitness, and then how in the world do, does does one get into mining? So I started my career. I was an investment banker, and I was financing small cap growth companies, uh, and so raised over a billion dollars for for small cap companies looking to grow, which really kind of continued to fuel the entrepreneurial uh, spirit that uh, that kind of was at the forefront of everything I was looking to achieve on a personal basis. And uh, towards the latter end of my investment banking days, started financing uh, commodity resource companies. So, um, and then really focused specifically on mining companies and recognized that there was a problem for investors and in that uh, most investors probably should not be investing in mining companies because there's so much technical detail um, and technical understanding, geology, mining, engineering, processing, metallurgy, that your average investor just is not going to have the time to invest in and and to understand. And so that was the problem I identified sitting in my shoes as an investment banker. And so went out to solve that problem. And the way that I solved that for investors was through creating a royalty company. That royalty company is Vox Royalty Corp. And what we essentially do is we use a team of mining engineers, geologists, and industry experts to find these royalties all around the world. We have intellectual property and competitive advantages that that we utilize to find these royalties at great value. Uh, And we bring those in using that expertise to know that we're buying royalties over quality projects. And the, the thing that royalty companies solve for investors alongside that is a royalty is a better format to get commodity exposure. So versus just typically owning a mining company, uh, royalties actually have so many different qualities about them that allow you to have less risk and at the end of the day, more upside. And so we uh, we aggregate a portfolio of these, put them together so investors don't have to do the hard work and spend the extra time trying to understand what is, what's this mining company doing? What's the quality of the project? We do that um, in the best possible format uh, for investors. Nice. 
Now, you can just go ahead and correct me, tell me if I'm on track or just flat wrong. I have a lot of folks on the show talking about starting real estate funds and then having people invest in a real estate fund. Is it similar to that? Uh, in some ways, yes, in that you buy, you would buy the equity. So we're a publicly traded business. You would buy the equity of Vox, and then you now have exposure to our portfolio. Um, that being said, we are, uh, you know, we have leverage uh, to metal prices at with lower risk. And so when you're buying real estate, unless there's, you know, I suppose a lot of debt into these real estate investment trusts. Um, you're, you're not getting uh, a ton of leverage per se in, in the model. So we believe we're, we're bringing the best risk adjusted returns to you as an investor in the commodity space. So that would be, I guess, comparable to someone saying we have the best way of investing in real estate uh, and no one's doing it quite like us. Got it. And are you able to do that because there are fewer people doing what you're doing? Um, we are able to do it because I started the business almost 10 years ago and, uh, the mining sector is probably most, uh, people would guess is not say the most forward looking technologically savvy industry. And so we looked at the way that, um, there are large companies in our industry. There's Franco Nevada is a $30 billion company, Wheaton and, and Royal Gold, um, New York Stock Exchange listed co's that, uh, that are very large in scale and have been around for almost 20 years. Meanwhile, those companies have outperformed any commodity-based benchmark that you can compare them to, and also the S&P 500. So there's a very good precedent for our industry uh, returning um, very good results for investors at a share level. However, we looked at some of those weaknesses and deficiencies, and, and again, not saying that the business model was weak, but where we could see improvement, where we could solve a problem for investors, and we did that. And so we went about building intellectual property. We have a you know, essentially a treasure map of where these, what we buy are called third-party royalties, where they're buried all around the world. So it's, say your grandfather had land in Nevada and had a ranch, and then it becomes perspective for gold mineralization and, and becoming a gold mine. We would come to you, buy that royalty. If we like it, our engineers and our geologists think that it's a, it's a good project, we would buy that royalty. And you'd say, okay, great. I have other things to go do with that capital. I'm going to move on. So we buy royalties like that all over the world. That's an, essentially an uh, an actual example of something that we recently acquired, but we have a roadmap to these royalties that others don't. We also have deal sourcing agents all around the world. So we have people um, from South America to Australia to West Africa uh, that most companies didn't invest in and don't have those networks to help them close the loop in terms of finding the people that own these royalties and then getting a transaction done to actually acquire, acquire the interest. Uh, and so we've used our IP, our technical team, our deal sourcing agents, and we think we've connected all the dots um, that has allowed us to be very successful and differentiated from everyone in the space. And what that's led to is we've been the fastest growing royalty company over the last two years on the planet. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Proving, pro proving the concept. <laughs> exactly. Nice. So you started this company 10 or so years ago, and the world was different. Uh, in today's world, do you still look at it and say, yes, I am still very bullish on, on precious metals, commodities, mining? You know, uh, I'm more bullish today uh, than I've ever been on both the company and actually the sector. And, uh, and, and I look at kind of all, as many sectors as you could possibly be exposed to, um, but 
I would tell you that we, I created this company for this point in time in the, the let's call it just the, the macro backdrop that we're in. High inflation, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, that's what this company was created to do because commodities typically are that hedge in a high inflationary environment. And I think everyone's seeing it, whether you're buying a used car, going to the pump, paying your bills, going to the grocery store, the Fed might be saying it's a transitory time and inflation is going to be more temporary. Uh, I think we have higher inflation for a while now. And uh, we built this business to give investors an opportunity to, to hedge against inflation and to make money in the event that inflation went up. And we believe that we give investors the best format for doing that. So um, I'm more bullish than I've ever been on both the sector, but more specifically Vox, um, because this is what we were created for. This is this is the problem that we we wanted to solve for investors and people looking to both build their wealth and protect their wealth in, in a very uncertain and, and inflationary time. Got it. Nice. So as you are using all the available resources to you, you've, you've taken the time and developed networks of folks uh, all over the world who can identify or know of these existing opportunities. Um, I'm just, just, just out of curious, what, what are some of those criteria? Obviously, you're probably interested in specific commodities or maybe not. You're probably interested in specific geographies and then once it's there, you need talent and infrastructure and stuff like that to be able to actually take the metal out of the ground. Absolutely. So uh, in terms of the commodity matrix, what our portfolio looks like, we're about 70% precious metals, 30% other. That 30% other would be really your consumption-based metals, your battery metals. Uh, so that is that is you know more linked to probably GDP and obviously this whole move to electrification uh, where copper, vanadium, lithium – uh, nickel, uh, where all of those metals are really being used to kind of fuel this transition. Then there's precious metals, and precious metals typically, um, you know, offer that offset that neg- we call it negative beta in the industry, where they're they're negatively correlated to the broader market. So that's where you go for that hedge and that security play. Uh, and so we believe combining those two uh, commodity baskets is what offers investors the most interesting portfolio to own in the commodity space. And what we really look for is we're looking for royalties that are either in production or within a couple years of production. Where we find the best value is mining projects that we think are gonna be in production between three months and 24 months from buying the royalty because that's where our mining engineers and our geologists are really able to use their credentials and their expertise to find the best value and the best projects. So. Um, that allows us to really kind of use our talents, our IP, to bring in great value for our investors um, over really interesting projects. And that's exactly what we've done. Nice. So when people are reading about, and when I say people, I mean me, <laughs> when, when, when we're reading about these battery metals and conflict metals, whatever term that you want to use, just metals that maybe weren't necessarily the most popular thing in the world, but now they seem to be extremely popular, how long does it take to actually, you mentioned three to 24 months, to start a mine up? Is it just flipping a switch? I imagine it takes a little bit of time. Mining, and that's the, I think the thing that people are not really grasping about commodities is to increase the supply of new mines is very, very difficult. It takes a very long time. From the point that you have a discovery to the point that it can become a mine is typically 10 years 
is what uh, most industry experts wow. would tell you. Uh, and that might be at the fast end of the scale. And, you know, let's call it, I think the, the number is somewhere between one and 2,000, one and 3,000, uh, let's call it geological anomalies turn into a mine. So very, very tough to find uh, an economically viable uh, deposit and then bring that into production. So when we have changes in demand for metals, it's going to be very, very hard to react to that in terms of bringing on new supply. <clears throat> the mines that are in, in operation can scale up to a degree, but then they hit their limits. And I think that's where we find ourselves at in cycle where what electrification is happening. You might not be driving a Tesla today or you know the new Audi uh, that's, uh, that's all electric, but that is coming. And there's no, I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind at this stage that that is coming. And the that overlaid with say an infrastructure bill but not actually opening up the spigots for permitting mines and developing mines means your metal prices are going to go up very significantly. And I don't think the general, um, let's call it investor audience and consumer, understands just how much um, supply is restricted uh, and demand is growing. Which is, uh, for lack of clumsy term, the perfect storm for the price to go up. Yes, and, and, and unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit painful. I mean, we've seen it with lumber. That was kind of a, a more of a temporary type of situation. But, you know, you, you still have iron ore uh, at or near all-time highs, copper at or near all-time highs, uh, most of your consumption-based metals at or near all-time highs, uh, and also precious metals doing very well um, to complement that. And that's before an infrastructure bill. That's before you see a lot of the global economies trying to rebuild through infrastructure packages and you essentially will have the U.S., other major economies, and China competing for the same metals. And, and I think it is the perfect storm for commodities. It's going to be painful to the consumer because there's not going to be anything that we can do about it. You know, it's, you've seen the disruption it's caused in the housing industry when lumber goes up by, you know, I can't even recall what the exact percentage was, but it's, I think, doubled and tripled and it's, uh, it's wreaked havoc. So imagine if, you know, all the things you need metal for that happens as well. And I think, you know, we're, we're on the road to that, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on, on how you're invested in that sector. Got it. But to participate in that from an investment standpoint, if you are listening to this and you say, yeah, well, that certainly does make sense. Um, Vox is positioned to take advantage of that. How? So we have 50 plus royalties and streams now. So that means we, we essentially have a top line interest in these mining projects. And what happens is, so our typical royalty arrangement is called a, a 1% NSR. What that means is a 1% net smelter returns royalty. So essentially 1% of the revenue that the mining company gets from the production of, of that mine. And the great thing about that is we're not exposed to the cost structure. So Barclays came out and said commodities are continued to uh, expected to continue to do well. Mining companies have been a good place to be over the last couple of years. But now that margin expansion is going to become margin, a little bit of margin contraction because mining companies are exposed to a lot of these same inflationary pressures that we are as consumers, rising fuel prices, rising costs of labor, rising costs of inputs. So what was margin expansion is now becoming a little bit of margin contraction. We're not exposed to the cost structure of any of the mining operations. We just take a percentage of the revenue. And our cost structure is six full-time employees just looking and diligencing and bringing these acquisitions to the table. 
Um, and so we're not really exposed to those inflationary cost pressures. So that's the the element of royalties that's really productive for investors. And we're never on the hook for mines have issues all the time. Um, and they're very risky projects just inherently. And so we're never exposed to, well, guess what? There was a cost overrun or we need more capital because something broke. That's never on us. So that's a pure revenue interest. And then usually a royalty runs with the land. So let's say a mining company goes in and out of production, in and out of different insolvency situations, that royalty typically is going to stay with the land. And so when a new company comes in and produces uh, from that operation, we still get our revenue. So it's almost a, a form of a secured interest along with being at the top line. And then also our interest in those projects aren't diluted. So the mining company goes and raises a billion dollars to bring that next deposit into production. We don't have to fund any of that contribution. So it's this, it's this very distilled interest that has better security than equity and sometimes even debt um, that just produces risk, better risk-adjusted returns when you can bring in and aggregate those in a portfolio like we do. Nice. Love it. Well, Kyle, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? You know, when I look back over my career, um, there's been failures, there's been success as well. Um, what I, you know, for the entrepreneurs that are out there, I would say just do it because you always regret not doing it. And uh, and in my various interests, look, I wouldn't be here today. There was there was risk always um, and concern that it might not ultimately be successful. But um, both in the ventures that I've had that have worked and the ventures that I had that didn't, uh, I learned a lot from those that didn't and applied those to the ones that did. Um, so it's the, I guess it's the Nike tagline is, is just do it, go for it, uh, and, and live a life with no regrets. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. I love it. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage and invest with Vox? Uh, the best place to go would be at the website. So that's voxroyalty.com, V-O-X, royalty.com. Uh, and from there, you can engage with us. We're, we're on all the uh, the typical social media platforms as well. Uh, so look forward to uh, engaging with your audience if they're interested. And, and George, really appreciate being on the show. It's been fun. Yeah, it was great talking with you. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Kyle your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to voxroyalty.com. That's V-O-X-royalty.com. And check out the great resources and the work that they're doing. Thanks again, Kyle. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>